This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What you do, Julio? You make some new beats for the show? I got to keep it fresh. Appreciate that, man. I gotcha. At least somebody's doing it here. Welcome into Cook Your Bookie, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and on the Odyssey app. That was the voice of Julio Sanchez. I am merely the sports machine, Sean Levine. We're talking about betting for the next hour, and we're pretty much talking all NFL because the playoffs are finally here. And I think there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven. How many teams do you think could actually win the Super Bowl? We got 14 teams that are left. Playoffs start on Saturday. How many teams do you think can actually win? Half of them? Uh, realistically, I'd say about eight. Eight? Okay, yeah. a little bit more than half. See, I'm hanging around that same number. In my opinion, here's how it would go. Teams from least likely to most likely. Now the playoffs are here. We know the matchups. We know who gets the buys. We know the home and road and all that stuff. To me, the teams, here it goes, least likely to most likely to win the Super Bowl. 14 to 1. The least likely team... The Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to be honest with you. Until I did prep for the show earlier today, I didn't even realize that they made the playoffs. So Wor- Worse odds than, than Pittsburgh, huh? I'm, I'm surprised by that. I got Pittsburgh next. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, yeah. neither one of them have any kind of a shot. Uh, San Francisco coming in at number 12, a long shot. The only thing about them is they've got a coach. they got a quarterback that's been there before just a couple of years ago. So. they got momentum going for them. And they though. do have that, too. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders, they got momentum going, too, although that's, you know, same issue. See, I, and I would... I would almost put the the Raiders after. Yeah, I don't we, think I'd have them before. You've been hating on the Raiders. Do you remember at the beginning of the year when yeah, I told you I was like, dude, I think they're kind of good. And then I had to come on and apologize because it. all that stuff happened in the middle of the season. Kind of good is what's right. their coach's I mean, name? Masaccio, Masaccio, Biscotti. Masaccio. That guy needs to get coach of the year votes. Seriously, what should a be great considered. job. Yeah, what an unbelievable job taking over Gruden. You had the rugs thing, you had the Arnott thing, you had the the Gruden thing in and of itself. Like you're dealing with Las Vegas. I saw something like twenty percent of their players have been arrested, rested at some point. Like since they moved to Las Vegas, it was like on the fifty three man roster there was like thirteen dudes or something. So I can't believe that that's not working with a bunch of young rich people in it's Las very Vegas. Raiders, that's, right? that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got the Raiders at number eleven, number ten, Dallas. I'm not a believer. Some people are. Like Vegas is. I think they've got the fifth or sixth best odds. I. I'm, I'm not a fan of them. Mike McCarthy's their coach. What are we doing? Come on. They're not coming to the Super Bowl. Um, New England, I have at number nine. Now, it's not a coaching issue like it is with Dallas. Obviously, they got Bill Belichick. It's more of a 
they're not supposed to do it this quick, right? Like a turnaround when you lose Brady and when you draft a rookie quarterback. A rookie to, quarterback. That's supposed to take longer thing. than this. Yeah. So I don't think New England can. And then Arizona. Arizona, what a tale of two seasons. Oh, where at the, they were the last undefeated team. And I remember saying, look, if they win a couple of more games, people are going to start talking about an undefeated season. And then all they did was like pretty much lose the rest of their games. Don't even have a home game. Didn't win the division, so they've fallen the hard times. I think that they're pretty much done for. They're a four-point underdog on the road at the Los Angeles Rams. And then here's the teams that I think can actually win the Super Bowl, the top seven. Cincinnati coming in at number seven. Now, it's going to be a road path for them, basically. They get that home game, and they have to go on the road the rest of the way. So that's going to be very difficult. I, I suppose unless Kansas City and Tennessee are to get knocked off, but that'd be a crazy set of circumstances. Number six, the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are just so hot and cold that – can they you win? You don't know what you're getting with those guys, man. And to win at the, all. And it's a single elimination tournament last time I checked in the playoffs. So can they Too win, inconsistent. Can they win three games in a row? Four games to win the Super Bowl. I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening either. Same thing with Buffalo, who comes in at number five. Like, can they beat anybody? Sure. Can they lose to anybody? Yeah, and look bad doing it. See Jacksonville. <laughs> exactly. Number four, Tennessee. And I'm only putting Tennessee there because they got the same the, thing. Well, they got the buy and they got the home field advantage. Like if Kansas City was to go into Tennessee here in a few weeks in the AFC Championship game, I would unload my entire bank account on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs would be favored to win that game, even though they're on the road. Everybody knows they're the better team. They got the better quarterback. They got the better coach. They've been there, done that before. But I'm not going to sell Tennessee short because you want to talk about a great coaching job. Mike Frable, goodness. I mean, losing. Derrick Henry, and then still getting the one seed. So that's definitely a live wire. One for me, it all it's all going to be dependent on whether how quickly they get they get Derrick Henry back. Do you if they think can get him back and healthy? And if he's back I mean, and look, healthy, he's not do you think they can win the Super shape. Bowl? Yes, with knowing the fact that he's not going to be in football condition, right? I mean, it's going to take him a week or that's two. That's one way to look at it. Or you could say there hasn't been any tread taken off those tires in Three months. Yeah, watch uh, out. It could go. It could go either way. But either way, he he's gonna. It's gonna depend on him. Number three, Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers. I think that Tampa Bay is one of those teams. Once the playoffs come around, you see them, you're like, oh crap, like we don't want to play this yeah, team. But they're dealing with a lot of injuries and, right now. And I mean, yeah, the Antonio Brown stuff, injuries. Yep. They still got Brady. They're still the champs. They still have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. They still have Brady. That's a, that's an incredibly dangerous. You think who do you think is gonna win MVP? Uh, it's going to be Rodgers. You think it's going to be Rodgers? Yeah. I think it might be Brady. Yeah. I mean, I think Brady has a really, really good case, but right it's going to go to Rodgers. Right now, Rodgers is about even money, and Brady's about 2-1 to one, is the way that it looks. So, of course, the playoffs don't matter. That's already taken care of. I think those are the only two guys that could win the award. Oh, yeah. 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 Maybe Jonathan Taylor gets some votes. But the fact that they didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> what a train wreck that was. <laughs> that shows oh you how valuable God. he was, right? How'd that happen? Well, no, that's not his fault. That's more of a everybody else's fault. John uh, Taylor's the only reason why that team was even good this year. Yeah, but you got you got to make the playoffs, man. I guess to be the MVP, yeah. Uh, number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they have the second best shot to win the Super Bowl. Normally, I'd have them obviously at the very top. I'm a homer. I'm a honk. But they do potentially have to go on the road, and they don't get that bye that they've had the last couple of years at the beginning of the year. And then number one, Green Bay. Home field advantage, one seed, Aaron Rodgers, all those different things. So... I think Green Bay, Kansas City, Tampa, Tennessee, Buffalo, the Rams, and Cincinnati are the teams that actually have a chance to win this year's Super Bowl. Speaking of Cincinnati, let's start with the AFC lines. Las Vegas is a five-and-a-half-point underdog on the road at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals gave themselves a bye, essentially, which at the time they did that, I was thinking, yo, you're really playing with fire here because it's so important to get that first-round bye these days. Knowing that any team can beat you, 
And then on top of that, that only one team gets to buy. So not having to play is a really good way to, you know, get past the first round of the playoffs. Tennessee's got to buy in the AFC. Green Bay's got it in the NFC. Cincinnati potentially heading into that last game last week could have got the buy. Now it would have taken a crazy set of circumstances. The Chiefs need to lose and Tennessee needed to lose, but they decided to rest their players. So my whole point is they're essentially coming off of a buy. In Las Vegas, you want to talk about a team that's been on eggshells. You want to talk about a team that's been playing playoff games for two months now. I just wonder who that favors. Does that favor the team, the Bengals, that are coming off a couple of impressive wins at the end of the year, including beating the Chiefs, and then on top of that, they're coming off of not playing for a week. So Joe Burrow gets a little bit of rest. All those different dudes that were banged up on their offensive line get a little bit of healing time. Or Las Vegas can say, well, look, We've already been playing playoff games. We've had our back against the wall for two and a half months now, and we keep winning games, especially when we need to. That set of circumstances in the Sunday night football game versus the Los uh, Angeles Chargers might have been the craziest thing that I've ever watched when it comes to the NFL as a gambler. Like, the fact that we all knew heading into that game that the Steelers were in the playoffs unless there was a tie. Going into that game, the chances there was a tie, according to Las Vegas, were 270 to 1. If you wanted to just say, oh, this game's going to end in a tie. And damn it, it almost did, and it felt like there was some funny business going on until there wasn't. But I think the Las Vegas, they got a shot, man. They got a shot. Only because they're playing with house money, pun intended. You know, the Las Vegas Raiders didn't. Five and a half point underdog on the road at Cincinnati, but I'm still going to lay the points with Cincinnati and I'm going to play the overs. I love that offense. And I think that Las Vegas might be satisfied, right? Like might look at this season and go, look, first time in a long time, made the playoffs. Could have just completely crumbled. Or they could say, look, kind of like Ben Roethlisberger said, we can't win. We're not playing for anything. So I'd take Cincy in this game and I'd play the overs at 48 and a half since he's laying five and a half. New England's on the road at Buffalo. This is a nice game. This is a fun one because both these teams had again the last week of the season, had a chance to win the division, and then ultimately the last week of the season, regular season, I should say, just decided who got home field advantage in this game. Would have been Buffalo at New England. Now it's New England at Buffalo. New England gets four points. Over-under is 44. I haven't checked the weather, but I can tell you this. It's going to be crappy, right? It's January. It's Buffalo. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be windy. It might be snowy. It's going to be nasty and cold out there. But guess who doesn't care about that? New England. It's not like they're playing the Arizona Cardinals or something like that. Los Angeles team. They're playing New England. So I don't think the weather's going to matter as far as the score goes. I think it might matter as far as the over-under goes. I'd play the unders. These are two of the uh, five best defenses in the entire NFL. And I think I'm going to take the points with New England. Because essentially, to me, this is a pick I think both these teams are about as good as each other. And like Julio and I were saying earlier, Buffalo can beat anybody. They can also lose to anybody. And New England's one of those teams that they can lose to. So I think I'll take the points with New England at Buffalo. And then let's just let's just the tip of the iceberg here, and we'll dive deep into this Chiefs game on the road, excuse me, at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The over-under is hanging right around 46 and a half, so not as high as a typical Chiefs game would be. And, of course, the Chiefs are a 13-point favorite, so almost two full touchdowns. On the surface, you look at a line like that and go, dang, two playoff teams and one of them's a two-touchdown favorite? That sounds too big. What happens when you actually walk to the window to make your bet, though? Do you feel confident enough to make a bet that says Pittsburgh's going to hang with Kansas City? 
I ain't doing that. And that's not just my Kansas City take. That's just my I got brain cells take. Kansas City should win this game running away. And it almost feels like Las Vegas is a little bit scared to make the line what it should be, which is probably closer to, I'm going to give you a big number here, like 18. There's no reason the Chiefs don't put up 40 and keep them under 20. Like, they should win this game by three touchdowns. We'll talk more about it as the show rolls on. We'll take our first break. On the other side, we'll get to the NFC. you got Philly at Tampa, San Francisco at Dallas, Arizona at the Los Angeles Rams, and then, of course, Green Bay gets the bye. We'll talk about all the lines and all the bets to make. On the other side, Julio Sanchez, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, cook your bookie right here. It is 610 Sports Radio. to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Did you see Andrew Luck at the national championship game? Was that Andrew Luck or was that a homeless guy? <laughs> I don't know if he's I don't know. with or without home. He's got the money certainly for it, but he definitely looked like... Uh, how how yeah. ironic was it seeing Andrew Luck and RG3 together? It was kind of weird because right? there are plenty of guys that in the NFL right now that feel like they've been playing long before those guys that are still playing long after. Like, I remember seeing Tom Brady win multiple Super Bowls before those guys even, like, came around when those guys were in college. And now he's still playing. And it's not like, it's not like Andrew Luck just retired last year now. We're talking about it's he's been, been gone for years now. When I saw him, I was like, who is that beaver trapper? And what is he doing on the field? Unbelievable. Do you, like, do you remember when it was? they were supposed to be like the, the next Brady Manning like yeah, well, head-to-head matchup everyone looked forward to every year? It started that way. It, it started for, it, for it, what, a year or two? A year, because then RG3 got hurt, and then he was dealt to all kinds of different places ultimately. I feel like he's one of those guys who probably played on teams that we can't even name. You know, we're like, what? Yeah. He played for, like, he's he, had a, he was a backup. He was a Brown, places. wasn't he? I, I believe so. Who else did he play for? That's what I'm saying. I feel like he played for like four or five teams. He's a Redskin. That's where he started. He was a Brown. I'm telling you, bro, I'll pull it up. There was like two other teams that RG3 played for toward the end. Was it the Ravens? Was he the backup for the He was with the Ravens see, for a while, like, too. He just, and then Andrew Luck, though, he had a nice career. He just, to be honest, you could tell what happened is mentally he wasn't in it. And a lot of us at our jobs, if we're not in it mentally, it's kind of like, well, screw it, because life is going to make you continue at your job. When that guy already had $100 million or whatever it was in the bank, fortunately for him, he could go be a beaver trapper or whatever he wants to, whatever he's doing now. So, Yeah, it looks like the, the Redskins, the Browns, and the Ravens. That's it? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm lying through my teeth. I felt like you played for like... Seven different But you teams. realize he played for Baltimore for three no, seasons. I did not realize right? that. Right? That's Julio Sanchez. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. This is Cook Your Bookie on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world being heard on the Odyssey app. If you've got those beats, Julio, fire them back up for me. Let's talk about these NFC playoff lines real quick where Philadelphia is on the road at Tampa Bay. Philadelphia, I almost feel like I shouldn't talk any smack on them because if you made me list teams that were least talented to most talented in the NFL, Philly's going to be one of the like five least talented teams in the league when it comes to everything. Like I just don't think that they're that good of a roster, which means that their coaching job and whoever it's been at quarterback at the time has done a good enough job 
to get them into the playoffs. They're only eight and a half point underdogs at Tampa Bay. So let's say that this game, let's say the game goes like this, all right? Tampa scores, Philly scores, Philly scores, Tampa scores. It goes back and forth a little bit like we expect, and then Tampa starts to pull away. If at any point toward the end of the game, Philly's within eight, it's like 28-20 or 27-19 or 30-22, whatever it is, and they're a touchdown and an extra point, or I'm sorry, a touchdown and two-point conversion away in the fourth quarter, I think everybody's going to be impressed with Philly and say, what's wrong with Tampa? That's why I'd expect the line to be bigger. I don't think we're going to find ourselves in that scenario. I think Tampa will be up by a few touchdowns, you know, at least two, 17 points, something like that, heading in the fourth quarter where you're going to be pretty comfortable giving up that eight and a half points. The tricky one is the number, the 46. I feel very comfortable laying the eight and a half with Tampa. The And also, it's playoff time, right? It's Brady time. Super Bowl champions, home field advantage. It feels like they win that game by closer to 18 than eight. So I feel really good about that. That 46 number is a tricky one, though, because Tampa has not been scoring recently like they were at the beginning of the year at the beginning of so the first half of the season Tampa was the second highest scoring team in the league the second half of the season they've been right outside the top 10 so not bad but not what they typically are I think I'd still play the overs at 46 San Francisco's on the road at Dallas I think Julio I can be pretty easily talked into playing San Francisco on the money line here not even taking the three points at plus 150 they're just, they got the quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. It's been to a Super Bowl, so that matters. That means he's won playoff games in the past. They got the, the, the coach that's done the same thing in Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, they're on the road, but kind of like we were talking about with the Raiders, Frisco's had to win now for a while just to make the playoffs, and they had to win their last game of the year, and they were getting their asses kicked by the Rams, and all of a sudden I looked up after taking a short nap, and San Francisco won the game. So I think Frisco wins this game. I don't even need to take the three points. When it comes down to a game like this, it comes down to coach and quarterback more than anything else. Who's got the better coach? Well, come on. Obviously, it's Kyle Shanahan or Mike McCarthy. Who's got the better quarterback? I think the answer is Dallas with Dak Prescott, but playoff time. Is that the answer? That's where I come into kind of bump my head. So I think I'm going to take San Francisco to win this game on the road. I would agree that they, they say, right, the the fight, the styles make the fight, mm-hmm. right? Something and like and I think Easy this is something, something, yeah, something like that. But this is a bad matchup for Dallas. I think all of uh, the 49ers' strengths are basically all of the uh, the Cowboys' weaknesses. And I, 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 if there's an upset, I'm not going to be surprised. I won't be surprised shocked. at all. I don't even want yeah. the points. You can keep them. 51's the over-under Great. because sometimes both these teams have trouble stopping the opponent. So I do think it's going to be a shutout. 51's too high for me, though. I'm not Agreed. touching that over-under. I'll leave yeah. that alone. Typically, playoff games are a little bit lower than usual. Although, again, we know that both these teams can score, and we know that both these defenses are very vulnerable. I don't want the points. I'm not going to play the over-under. I'll play San Francisco on the money line at plus 150 for everything that Julio just said. Like, Styles do make fights in the postseason. And I think that Dallas is... First of all, I think that Dallas would have trouble with a lot of different teams. And I think that San Francisco would give a lot of teams trouble. So it is just a bad matchup for Dallas, and I think they lose this game at home. And then the final NFC playoff game in the first round, of course, Green Bay gets the bye. So the NFC playoff game is going to go through uh, Lambeau. The NFC playoffs are going to go through Lambeau. Arizona, the Cardinals, getting four at the Rams. These teams are weird because the Rams won a lot of games this year, right? They ended up ultimately winning that division. And Arizona at the beginning of the year was the best team in the NFL for the first two and a half months. Do you want the upside or do you want the sample size is basically what I'm asking you because Arizona, when they're good, they're great. 
if you're talking about the most talented teams in the league, you're talking about the Chiefs, you're talking about Arizona and the like. Arizona's loaded on both sides of the ball. Not a lot of playoff experience for a lot of those guys too. In fact, no playoff experience. Getting four on the road at the Rams. I'm not a huge Rams fan because they could come out and lay an egg. We've seen that plenty of times. We've seen it in the playoffs. We've seen it in the Super Bowl. But I'm still going to take them and lay the four. I feel pretty comfortable saying that they win that game by about a touchdown. The over and under in that one is 49 and a half. Both these teams can score, which tells me it's going to be a low-scoring game. So I actually feel pretty good about this one. Levine's locks. We'll see if this one comes up again coming up about 30 minutes from now. We get you Levine's locks before we get out of here. But, uh, yeah, I like Arizona. Probably not to cover these points and lose this game by close to a touchdown. And I'll play the overs on that one at 49 and a half. So to recap what I like in these NFC games, I feel good about Tampa laying eight and a half. And I'll probably play the unders in that one if you if you made me. I'm not touching the number 51 in the Dallas and San Francisco game. Plus three San Francisco or play the 49ers on the money line in Arizona. I just. I think they're done. I think they're going to come out there flat. I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury the way that appears everybody else does. Don't get me wrong. It looks good in Ray-Bans, but as far as coaching and coaching the playoffs, I'll take Sean McVay and the Rams by a touchdown. I'll play the overs at 49 and a half. Coming up next, we talk all Kansas City Chiefs. They've got the Steelers at the crib. The over-under is 46. The Chiefs are a 13-point favorite. Doesn't sound big enough to me, and I'll tell you why right here on Cook Your Bookie. It is 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. I feel like I should do my best easy e impression right now, but I'm going to save you from that. Thank you. It doesn't mean I won't do a little Millie Vanilli, though. I'm, I'm here for that. Blame it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. Got blaming on something. Got yeah. blaming on St- something. Stick, stick to hosting. Blame it on the stars that shine at night. So, l- little, little nasally, <laughs> little nasally. I saw Millie Vanilli uh, in Kansas City like a couple of months before they got busted. I think it was the second concert I ever saw. What was the first concert you ever saw? <laughs> Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. That that is a hundred percent true. Wow. Sandstone? Uh, yep. Yeah. No, no. Uh, is actually when I, I lived in Texas. Michael Bolton, My Texas. My parents took me to go see Michael Bolton with them. I feel like he'd be more popular in other parts of the country. Uh, I don't know. Like, it feels popular like then. when I'm in Texas, I'm definitely listening to a little bit of country music, and I'll throw on the cowboy hat and pretend like I'm a real Texan. Michael Bolton doesn't really come to mind. Michael Bolton comes to mind when I think of, like, eighth grade school dances. Right. Little Michael Bolton, little Boys to Men. Yeah. Remember Boys Boys to Men was the go-to. That's true. Like at the end of my eighth grade dances, you would always hear, go to the end of the road. Then it was time to find your lady. Yeah. Well, it's better than watching glorified lip sync. That's true. Uh, Karaoke. Professional karaoke. Is that what that was? I guess so, but... Please watch your tongue when you're talking about those guys because one of them has passed away. I don't know if it was Millie or Vanilli, but show your respect. R.I.P. R.I.P. Probably Vanilli. I feel like he's probably no longer with us. <laughs> I think Millie probably still kicking it. That's Julio Sanchez on the sports machine, Sean Levine. Um, we'll talk about the Chiefs game here momentarily. I was looking at the quarterback matchups and the biggest discrepancy in any. It's very even in all these games. Like, it, I, if I asked you who's the better quarterback for the next five years, I'm giving you an example. Las Vegas at Cincinnati in this game. If I said who for the next Cincy. 
Not even close. Obviously, you're going to take Joe Burrow for Not the next five close. years. But if I ask you in this game, Derek Carr's been pretty damn good recently. I so has Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, though. I think Joe Burrow. I'm just saying yeah. this. Okay, let me continue my point here. Okay. Buffalo, New England. Josh Allen's the better quarterback, but Josh Allen's kind of been struggling the last like month and a half. And Mac Jones has been really good in one game. Do you trust Josh Allen that much more than you trust Mac Jones? What I'm saying, yes, you do. I absolutely, absolutely. I yes. don't think I do necessarily. The only game in the AFC playoffs that there's a clearly this guy's better than this guy is the Chiefs game when it comes to Mahomes versus Ben Roethlisberger. Only thing is, Ben Roethlisberger's been doing it for so long. It's not like he's intimidated. It's not like he hasn't played road games. He's just old. So the Chiefs have the biggest advantage at quarterback like they always do, but they got the biggest advantage in this particular round of the playoffs. I guess Philly Tampa, actually. I should probably bite my words because, you know, when you yeah, get Jay, I, You know what? I'm actually a Go fan ahead. of Jalen Hurts. Okay. I, I'm, I, I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. I, I think the Eagles have done him more I don't think he's a disservice. terrible quarterback. Do you know the quarterback is for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, I know. Okay, he's better than you. Jalen Hurts. You're right. But in these other games, it's like, here's a good one. Kyler Murray versus Matthew Stafford. In that game alone, who do you trust more? And if the answer's <laughs> neither one, that's fine, because I, I don't trust either I one of them cats. I mean, I'd go with Kyler Murray. I, you can't not give an answer here. I, I don't trust Stafford. He's got big numbers, but, man, when it comes to – he does not have the uh, the clutch gene. Are we sure? Because he's played for the Lions his entire career. Uh, you know, yeah, like, do, I'm pretty do, sure. Do we, but are you sure? I, have you watched them at all this season when they get into big games? and He likes to turn it over, Turnover machine. Hey, you could say the same thing about Kyler Murray recently. So, look, I think that I'm with you. And obviously, long term, everybody take Kyler Murray at this point. He's a much younger quarterback. But in this game, uh, both these different dudes, because the whole reason I thought of it, we were kind of saying that about Jimmy Garoppolo versus Dak Prescott. Like, I don't necessarily trust either one of those guys to go out there and be the reason why they win the Super Bowl head to head. I think Jimmy could outperform him. So let's get back to the Chiefs, where the Chiefs are coming into this game as a 13 point favorite. And the over-under in this game is 46. We talked about Styles making fights in that Dallas game. Dallas versus San Francisco, and it's just a bad matchup. Everybody, The Chiefs are a bad matchup for everybody. It feels like especially for Pittsburgh. Like, most of the time, if you look at Pittsburgh, you, they, it starts with the defensive side of the ball. It starts with the coach and then the quarterback. This defense is okay. Like, they're good, but they're not great. The quarterback is okay. I would say that he's probably, if there's 32 quarterbacks in the league, he's probably like 22 at this point. So he's not the typical old Ben Roethlisberger. And, of course, they really need to sneak in the back door of the playoffs. So this is not a a dangerous Pittsburgh team like we've seen many times in the 20-plus year career of Ben Roethlisberger. All that being said, what he said was very true. Like, Ben Roethlisberger is playing a little bit of mental gymnastics with himself, with his team, and probably with us a little bit as Chiefs fans saying, oh, there's no way that we can win this game. And, you know, why even show up? And we're just playing with house money. But what he's saying is true of every game so far in the NFL playoffs. Not only do the Chiefs have the biggest line, so they're expected to win by the most points. It's significant. The next biggest line, and you'd expect the lines to be close. It's a playoffs. All the teams are going to be good. So the Philly at Tampa line, Philly's only getting eight and a half. Surprised me a little bit. It feels like they should probably get like 13. The next biggest line in the first round of the playoffs is five and a half. Las Vegas getting less than a touchdown. So the Chiefs giving up almost two touchdowns in a playoff game is almost unheard of. Part of that is because they're trying to get the public to put a little bit of money on Pittsburgh, of course. So you got to give them a lot of points. But when it comes to the Chiefs running away with the win, the way that I think that they are going to and the way that I think that they should, I think it's just going to come down to a couple of things. I think they're going to have to successfully run the football a little bit. 
At times, we've seen the Chiefs struggle on the ground, and when that happens, when they come one-dimensional, that's the only way to really slow down this offense. And I'm not saying they need to go out there and beat the Baltimore Ravens from a couple of years ago that broke the NFL single-season rushing record. They don't need to do that. They just need to go out there and have a threat of being able to run the football. Therefore, other teams, Pittsburgh, coming up on Sunday, don't stack the box, and then the Chiefs can go ahead and throw the ball all over the field like I think that they're going to. I mean... You want to talk about when is it Travis Kelsey time? When is it Tyree kill time? Look at their numbers in the regular season. They're all time greats. Both of them are on the fast track to Canton and the hall of fame. Look at their numbers in the playoffs. They're even better. So, and same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Like it feels like all these guys, and especially now we've gotten very used to the chiefs winning divisions and winning 12 or 13 games and going on these nine game winning streaks. And it's, it's, it's all crazy. It's been this way for a long, long time. We're very spoiled here in Kansas city with this football team that it almost feels like it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to get to the postseason. And the last few years has been a foregone conclusion that the ASU championship game is going to go through Arrowhead. This year at the beginning, they were kind of going through the motions a little bit. Remember, they were one and two and two and three and all that stuff. Then we looked up, oh man, here we are going in the last week of the season. They have a chance to do everything that we talked about heading into the season, right? Be the one seed and have the best record. And we were even talking about Mahomes maybe coming back and having a chance to win the MVP with like a month left in the season. And he wasn't great for the first couple of months. So my point is this, once you get to the playoffs, none of those other things really matter too much. Like, yeah, we could break it down. That's what we do here on sports radio and say, oh, my God, the sky is falling and they need to make a trade. And what's the matter with the offensive line? That was months ago. You can talk about injuries and you can talk about guys not stepping up and Frank Clark and all that. That was months ago. If we're talking about the here and now, the Chiefs are just infinitely a better football team than the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you want to check the boxes, the Chiefs had the better quarterback. I would say the Chiefs had the better. Pittsburgh's got some weapons on the outside now, but the Chiefs had the better passing weapons. I would say overall, the Chiefs had the better pass rush. I'd say the Chiefs had the better special teams. I'd say the Chiefs had the better coach. Pittsburgh's got the better running game. Like, I think that Pittsburgh's definitely got the better running game. But I think they have the better receiving core, too. Pittsburgh. I, I think so. We're not counting tight ends, strictly wide receivers. Oh, I'm talking pass catchers. Yeah. You because know, okay. that's. That's the trick with the Chiefs. That's like yes. the thing. Because Travis Kelsey, I mean, call him what you will. He's a pass catcher, and he's more of a wide receiver than any other tight end in the league, the way the Chiefs use him. What I mean by that is typically a tight end only gets, like, even when Zach Ertz was going good for Philly or Antonio Gates is going good for the San Diego at the time Chargers, they would only get, like, five or six targets, but they would catch four or five balls and put up big numbers and score a touchdown. Travis Kelsey is much more of a focal point, if you will, as much as any wide receiver in the league, if that makes any sense. More like Gronk back in New England, where you can call him a tight end, but he's he's the, he's the number one threat, even more so than Tyree Kill. So I, I see what you're saying. They definitely have weapons. I mean, there's definitely weapons out there in Pittsburgh, but if we're going to throw Travis Kelsey in the Chiefs offense, the Chiefs had the better pass catchers, right? You're still in <laughs> Pittsburgh? Get out of here. Look, look Deontay drunk. Johnson is is legit. Chase Claypool is legit. Legit-ish. He he shows up or he doesn't. Trust uh, he, me, he's on my fantasy I, team. I agree. It doesn't help that he has, you know, one Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball. Right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that does. James Washington, I, I do like. He's all right. Yeah. Juju Smith-Schuessler is coming back. I, I think this is more of a... That's more of a smoke and mirrors kind of thing. I don't. I don't think he's going to have an actual impact on the game. But I mean, that's a pretty deep core. And, and Pat Fryermuth, look, he's been a legit rookie tight end this year. I mean, he's been especially in the red zone. So 
That's a funny uh, last name. I'm I, trying not I, to laugh. Is, here. Uh, yeah. You're sitting over there like Pat Fryermuth and trying to make really good points about Say this Fryermuth. I'm like, <laughs> Say that three times. Fryermuth. Anyway, look, Pittsburgh has is a talented football team, but their quarterback's not great. And He's holding them back. Their offensive line's a little bit shaky at times. I think that. Najee Harris, if he absolutely goes off, like, and in, in, he's had a couple of games this year where he's had a he's buck late. fifty plus. He's, you remember where he committed originally, right? Najee Harris, his first commitment in college, Kansas. <laughs> I'm not messing with you, dog. He, he Google made the, it. He made the smart decision. Sounds like he. You got the was mean, I'm the biggest Kansas fan, but I mean, let's let's be real. It was when Les Miles was there, and he had like that recruiter dude that had all the connections down in Louisiana. And I'm telling you, his he originally had he at least visited. He might not have committed, but he definitely came and like Najee Harris did a campus visit to Kansas, which in and of itself is just funny yeah. to think that that guy was on campus. Think about playing for the football team that you and I both love, but you know hasn't been good since the Mark Mangino era. Um, we'll talk more Chiefs Steelers coming up on the other side. We will rehash the team I think are most likely to win the Super Bowl. We'll go back over the lines, and then of course, what you come for, Levine's locks. If you're going to put down any real money. The bets that I feel best about. We take care of all that. Then we get out of here. Coming up next, Cook Your Bookie, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. I would celebrate. I'm not even joking. Uh, I bet you would. I'm serious. I'd celebrate. Welcome back into the show. I'd party my ass off, bro. Oh, we're on the radio. Julio Sanchez, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, Cook Your Bookie. Let's quickly go over these playoff lines if you're just now tuning in. Las Vegas getting five and a half at Cincinnati. Both those teams pretty hot. New England at Buffalo. Can't really say the same thing about either one of those teams. Didn't exactly back their way into the playoffs, but yeah. And then Pittsburgh getting 13 at the Kansas City Chiefs. I got a bunch of texts that are like, why don't you just call it what it is? The Chiefs are going to beat them down. That's basically what I'm trying to tell you. I think that the Chiefs are going to dominate this game. Philly gets eight and a half on the road at Tampa. Arizona gets four on the road at the Rams. San Francisco gets three on the road at Dallas. I think San Francisco, if you made me pick the road teams that I think have the most likely chance to win, Frisco, has a pretty good chance to win. New England has a pretty good chance to win. I don't think Pittsburgh or Philly have any chance. And then Arizona and New England, I mean, there's a reason why the lines are the same. Excuse me, Arizona and Las Vegas, about the same. Like, if you told me that Arizona went into Los Angeles and beat the Rams, I'm not going to be shocked. If you told me the Raiders go into Cincinnati and win, I'm not going to be shocked. But I think that ultimately... Uh, both those home teams end up winning. All right, Julio, give me some more beats because this is the final segment of the show. It is called Levine's Locks. Here are the bets that I feel the best about coming up now that it is playoff time. Let's start with that Philly and Tampa game. Lay the points. Eight and a half. And if you want a really good bet, play the halftime line. Tampa Bay giving up five points. If halftime comes around and Tampa's losing to Philly, that's going to... That's going to reverberate all over. Like People are going to be talking about that. It's going to be number one trending story. It's going to be all over the place. I'd be shocked. Therefore, go ahead and lay the five at halftime. I don't think it's going to be close. And also lay the eight and a half in the game. Play the overs in that Arizona-Los Angeles Rams game. Now, sometimes the Rams come out flat offensively. I don't think this is going to be one of those games. Feels like at-home playoffs kind of starting to get their act together. 
a little bit. I mean, they were great in the first half for San Francisco until they completely collapsed. I don't feel great about Arizona getting four or playing the Rams minus four, but I feel pretty good that there's going to be 50 points scored in that game. San Francisco, if you're a little anxious about it, taking the road dog, what's up, road dog? Then take the three points. I'm playing them on the money line. I don't need them points. Plus 150. I like San Francisco on the road. As far as the AFC goes, we'll get to the Chiefs here in just a second. Don't worry. I'll take the four with New England as one of Levine's locks, but you can tell with my sigh that it's not a good lock. It's like the bike lock that you had when you were a kid on your Schwinn. You know, you had that code that was like three, 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 three. It wasn't too hard to figure out. It's a lock like that. Like it's kind of crappy, cheap Kmart lock. And then the Levine's lock of all locks. And you might think I'm a homer for this one. The Chiefs by at least 13 over Pittsburgh. Julio convince me why Pittsburgh's going to hang around this football game. Go. There's uh, there's not a thing I could say in the world to convince you. And by the way, I like the uh, the bike locks with the uh, the letters, not the numbers. Your letters. Password for mine was bald. By the way, balls. Bald. <laughs> not not what I said. I said bald. Oh, I heard balls. B a l d. Bald. Did you get to choose that? Uh, I did not, and I, I specifically picked it because I thought that was an awesome password. I, so I feel, hopefully, no one steals my bike. I feel like your old man bought you that, and perhaps at the time he was balding, and he's the one who got to choose it. Yeah, Maybe? actually, he, he had a full head of hair. Man. He did? Yeah, my, my grandfather's. I, I am blessed. I have a full head of hair. You got some great hair, bro. You really do. What, what's your What's your situation over there? Come on, dog. Cold as sack. I mean, cold okay, sack for about a dozen years now. That was but an unnecessary once, shot. Once I, I, I once, I earned it. Once I got the cold, <laughs> once I got the cul-de-sac, though, at least I got rid of the hair. Like, it's not like I was trying to at hang least on. you owned it. I'll yeah, give you I that. owned it, and I got uh, rid I, of it. Yeah, uh, I'll give you that. You know what it is? It's this damn radio station, bro. <laughs> when I first came here, I remember Witkowski. It was a Goldilocks. Dude, I can show you pictures. I remember Witkowski called me. Who was the Royals relief pitcher in their heyday? It might have been right afterwards, so like 2017, that had really long. It wasn't Hochaver. He decided he had, he had really long hair. Jason, somebody. Uh, I know Hochaver had and a had long thick hair. ass beard, but really long hair. And I look like that dude because I'd come in and what cast guys you say you look just like that dude, and I did. And now, I mean, balding and. We well, used to. I used to call you homeless Jesus. That's fine. I've heard worse nicknames. My girlfriend's called me worse tonight, literally. Like, I, I, can, I, I can take that. Deserve, probably deserve. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, so lay the, lay the 13 with Kansas City. The over-under is 46. I think the Chiefs could put up 46 on their own, to be honest with you. So play the overs. Only problem with that is if the Chiefs dominate in the fashion I'm saying they're going to, and they win the game 40-3, to three, how pissed are you going to be if you play those overs at 46, you know? So just uh, lay the points. By the way, coming up on Sunday, we got you covered. I'll be here with my man, Chris Unocero, from 9 to noon, getting your pregame action. And then I think it's Dusty that takes over the mic coming up from noon to 3. And then, of course, we've got all your Chiefs coverage on the Wolf and then postgame, then the entire run through the playoffs. Also, Cook Your Bookie will be back next Thursday with myself and Julio Sanchez. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you texting in. We'll talk to you next week right here on 610 Sports Radio.
listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.